today should be fun, entertaining program recapping what has happened uh, throughout the Alaska sports scene over the last week or so. Keaton Homer along with you, Isaiah Freeman as well. And we also, we had to send out like almost like a SWAT team or a search team. But Brad Lowers is back on the show. Brad, welcome back. Hey, thanks, you. Uh, you know, Keaton, I was in a rest area part of the time driving across the state. and I don't know how you found me, but here I am with uh, <laughs> what people have been waiting for, some details from my trip. Well, uh, we'll get to the details here in a few minutes, but we got we got some other details to take care of. Number one, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast right now, be sure you like, subscribe, wherever you're listening, wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, like and subscribe on Facebook and Instagram as well, Alaska Sports Talk, um, on those social media sites. Um, rate, review. Obviously, five stars is fantastic. You know, if you're that person that gives us a one-star review, uh, well, boo to you, but um, five stars obviously would be fantastic. But Brad, you were you were gone for a while. You were having uh, a good time, you know, down down in Washington. Was that where where you were at? Yeah, you know, Keaton, I scheduled some important business, but uh, it was mixed with some saw some games and other things. And I recently went down to get a prosthetic new leg, and so. Uh, they said the best guy was in Puyallup, Washington, and I uh, had an incredible time getting a new leg made and, you know, uh, going to kind of race some people. Keaton, I don't know if you want to race, but I've increased my 40 time. All right. All right. Is it guaranteed? Is it like a set of PF flyers guaranteed to make you run faster and jump higher? Yeah. Well, this guy, um, his name is Greg Davidson. He's Mine was his 671st leg that he made. And uh, wow. a lot of legs made now have a couple of innovations that he's come up with. So um really pleased that after 40 years, I found, uh, you know, one of the best prosthetists in the world. Well, good. That, that's a good thing. That's that's fantastic news. So, but not only that, you also got, did you get a little basketball in as well? I, get to I did get a little basketball. Um uh, I went to uh, two Washington State games, doubleheader, and that, that was really fun because they won those games. Those were last Monday, but on Saturday, I went to a Washington State football game. I sat in the press box on a rainy day, and uh, that part was good, but uh, the game itself, somehow we found a way to lose to Stanford. I say we because uh, I attended Washington State, along with people like uh, – you know, Brian Hoskin, who we who we like, and uh, also Willie Paul, who coaches at service. So, uh, you know, a lot of us pretty discussed or pretty uh, much given up on WSU football this year. Well, you like got off to a good season, though, or a good start to the season, I should say. Yeah, they, we were top, they were ranked. top 25. Well, another, you know, neat thing, and you and I, kind of appreciate this uh we ran into greg heister at the the basketball oh, games yeah he does uh games for gonzaga he does pack 12 games uh, he does the mark few show probably because he's such a good fisherman but people should remember him around here he, he's done the iditarod for so many years and still comes back to to do that again he used to i believe be the pa voice for the 
Wolverines back in the day. And uh, I like him because uh, he offered me Gonzaga tickets, which are not easy to get. And so he made the mistake of giving me his uh, his information. So I got his phone number. So I'm going to make my way back mm. to Spokane and chase him down for some Gonzaga Bulldog tickets. Yeah, I know that. Well, Greg's big here in Alaska in terms of obviously during the summertime is fly fishing. I know he also has like a, a fly fishing show. I think it's like Seasons on the Fly or something like that he's done over the last few years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well, he's he's huge, not only down there in Washington, but here in Alaska. Did you run into John Stockton? Did you see him around? Um, I didn't see John Stockton. It's interesting that you asked that because uh, his son plays at LC State. And uh, my nephew, Tobin Carlberg, is one of the assistants oh. at LC State. And he, he was the Gatorade 3A player of the year going through uh, his Alaska high school career playing for Grace Christian. And then uh, also there as an assistant was Wallace Unguilak, who, uh, of course, was a 1A legend uh, when he played basketball. Um, so it was good to visit with those guys. I tell you, Keaton. You know, we work pretty hard, but those uh, assistant basketball coaches, um, they're in that office all day. They're recruiting, they're coaching. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if I could work that hard again. <laughs> Who do you think watches more film, assistant coaches or head coaches? Oh, no doubt. You know, I don't know what the head <laughs> coaches do, but I think one thing they do is assign coaches. But I'll say this, you know, I watch – Three practices. I watched Cammie Etheridge with the WSU girls. She was Pac-12 Coach of the Year last year. I watched um, Coach Smith, who coaches the boys, who the men, I should say. They're a, a you know a team that's really built up their talent. So I'll drink the Kool Aid and say they're going to do much better as well. And then you know the the LC State practice that I went to. And I've been to a few practices. It was really, you know, one of the best I've ever seen. So I'm going to take those ideas and those coaching styles and try to incorporate it in uh, my new coaching job. Well, the only reason you didn't stay longer, at least part of the reason you didn't stay longer, is because uh, you had some volleyball uh, coverage to come back and check out. So we'll get you caught up on High school volleyball, the state championship this past weekend at the Alaska Airlines Center, 3A and 4A. Obviously, the Great Alaska Shootout is happening this weekend, and uh, we had the pleasure to, or at least I had the chance to sit down with Ryan McCarthy and talk about the Great Alaska Shootout and the upcoming season for the UAA women's basketball team. Uh, we will uh, we'll probably try to maybe get that in towards the end of the podcast. If we don't, we will definitely get it in later into the week for you guys for you to uh tune in perhaps but it's a great sit down interview with ryan mccarthy to talk about the shootout and um you know just basketball overall for uaa women um but the biggest thing brad obviously this past weekend in high school sports 3a 4a volleyball and i'll tell you what the two teams who we thought were going to win it all ended up winning it all and they looked impressive doing it this weekend or this past weekend yeah keen eye just phenomenal because it was a tough 3A bracket. And they just, uh, you know, they were challenged. Valdez, Nikiski put on a good performance as well. But remember the name, Emma Beck, and we've seen her in basketball. But uh, 
she's a little scary. I mean, she just pounds the ball. You know, she's got a nice um, variety to her game. She can tip. But uh, nobody 3A, 4A hit any harder, although Pitney for Wasilla was uh, very much in that uh, class, maybe divine. But um, a lot of individual talent, and some that I'm sure will further their careers. Uh, I told, I, I think, divine that uh, her parents are going to be happy because they won't have to pay for her school. Those, those are three scholarship players, and Emma Beck uh, can probably pick her sport. Well, there's probably no doubt about that. Uh, I would agree with you 100%. And then in terms of uh, 4A volleyball, uh, Wasilla winning the 4A state title. And I don't, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong here, Brad, but I don't know if they lost a set in the state championship tournament. Is that, is that right? Yeah, they, they did not lose a set. Matter of fact, they didn't lose, lose a set in their region tournament. And I don't, well, their senior night, I think, uh, was the last time they dropped a set. And I think Colony, you know, that's a fierce rivalry. So um, Colony wasn't going to let them sweep them at, on that occasion. I think when it's your senior night, Keaton, you know this, that your players play hard, but they don't always play well because yeah. they're so uh, uptight to to show up well against that uh crowd and in that senior game you know we had the opportunity to talk with uh, wasilla volleyball head coach uh katie oxspring uh last weekend and uh or last week i should say and you can get the sense that she was confident going in the state tournament but i don't know if she was this confident of how well her team performed in, in the state championship tournament i mean uh opening round opponent against diamond one three oh then beat south three oh and then beat uh, Betty Davis East Anchorage High School in the um, championship round or championship match 3-0 as well. I mean, they just look yeah, they, overall really impressive. Yeah, they actually beat East twice in the battle of the undefeated. And then when East fought their way back, give them some credit for uh, mm -hmm. performing well in the tournament. And, you know, as far as the other teams go, as good a year as it was for the CIC with uh, at least four or five teams that challenged to make the state tournament as good a year, you know, overall for the CIC. Here's Wasilla. I'm telling you, Keaton, um, you can just go right down the line with them. 6-2, the Pitney yeah. person just dominating at the net. Also, you know, Kayla, Ashley, you know, when that's your second best middle player and they're both 6-2, now you're in, in, you know, really jeopardy. Divine hits on the outside shackle. You know, she'd be a top hitter for any team, and she's lucky to get any sets with uh, their front lineup. And then Kylie Anderson, she's a point guard on the basketball team. And a lot of these players play uh, both volleyball and basketball, which isn't necessarily true at a lot of schools, but a lot of great athletes and they showed no fear and a lot of determination. Uh, you know, they they rank with the the very best 4A teams we've seen in recent years. They were in so your 3A. Oh, go ahead, Isaiah. I was just saying, I I know I'd done some of the 
instant reaction stuff, but just echoing what Brad said, they were very impressive. Well, they were impressed. I mean, not to say that they were not challenged in the state tournament. Um, well, you I couldn't mean, say obviously it. when you look. Well, I mean, I guess what the point I'm trying to make is, even though they won, you know, didn't lose a set. I mean, obviously, I'm sure they faced some adversity at any point in time, but um, they just there was something different about that team than all the others that were competing in the state tournament. They have fantastic uh, middle blockers. Uh, their service game was great. I mean, just all around, they were leaps and bounds. There was something about that squad this year for Wasilla that was just really impressive to watch. Yeah, they they were just such an all-around team. And the Wasilla coaches, I don't know if you saw them, Keaton, but they were voted uh, best dressed. I mean, they uh, came out with some it's red pants thing. and some – some glittery dress. I don't know when, what would be the other occasion you would wear those outfits, but uh, they sparkled <laughs> as well. And, you know, Isaiah, uh, put that on the, uh, on the <laughs> things of vote, not only just all state or all tournament teams or all state teams, we best need dress. best dress coaching staff teams. Like who's going to make it. I like it. Well, I well, think we should put that on there, but also maybe that's the, the next kind of style. You know how we're going to be getting shirts and other apparel for Alaska Sports Talk. Maybe we need to go that route, too. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think uh, they were very comfortable, though, and they didn't have to stand up and, you know, implore their team to play harder. You know, they had coached them well. And they had – you know, they had a lot of confidence that they had the best team on the floor. So um, their team and the way that they played didn't give their coaches too much to worry about. So high school volleyball wrapped up its season last weekend uh, with the state tournament for 3A and 4A. Um, we'll touch on college volleyball. Eh, good transition here. So we'll go to college volleyball, UAA volleyball wrapping up their last road trip of the season as they went on the road to take on Northwest Nazarene and central Washington. And they lost a heartbreaker against Northwest Northwest Nazarene in five sets. UAA won the first two sets against Northwest Nazarene, but then the Nighthawks come storming back and take the last three sets to win it in five. Um, and UAA saw their three game losing or three game winning streak, excuse me, come to an end. Um, Nicole blue had 17 kills. The lone senior, for the Seawolves trying to pick up the road victory, but the Seawolves just unable to um, find that last set magic. They actually lost set three, 27-25 in set number three, and then they lost set four, 25-20, and then set five, 15-9. So a heartbreaker there in Nampa, Idaho. And then the Seawolves trying to bounce back against Central Washington, who's the number 19th ranked team of the nation. Um, and they ended up losing to Central Washington and Ellensburg in four sets. So the Seawolves on a two-game slide going into their final match of the season against UAF on Thursday, their last game of the year at home at the Alaska Airlines Center this Thursday, 7 o'clock. So if you are in the area and you're able to make it, highly encourage you to get to the Alaska Airlines Center for UAA Volleyball uh, as it is their last match of the year. So it's also senior night as well. So I mentioned Nicole Blue, the lone senior 
also honoring a couple of other ladies as well who are going to be moving on from the program um, after their final match against UAF as well. Uh, Riley Plumhoff, one of the players that will be honored along with Nicole Blue on senior night for UA Volleyball. Brad, are you going to be able to make it on Thursday night or no? Oh, I, I think I've, I got a big sports week because oh, uh, okay. Alyssa Peely, in addition to her basketball skills, she won four straight volleyball championships. Uh, Riley Plumhoff played at Diamond and yeah. played for uh, Coach Lowers. So uh, a lot to watch right there. And Keaton, is, you were mentioning heartbreakers. What a unique sport volleyball is because let's say you're up by three touchdowns in football or, you know, 15 or 20 points in basketball. You know it's going to be tough to come back at the end of the game. But in volleyball, until you win that third game, you haven't won anything. Right. So you, you can be had two sets to none, and it can turn. It's real momentum sport. And uh, just another thing about UA volleyball, I mean, sometimes even Wasilla, you see how good they are. If you want to see the top volleyball team, you know, in the state, go see UAF as well as UAA because they play it at such a level. They hit the ball so hard. Um, it's just amazing to watch. And as good as our high school volleyball is uh you know our two state teams play it really well no they really do and it's uh you know i'm not saying first year head coach stacy miser was put in a little bit of a tough spot i mean after chris green was there for 15 years for her to take over the program all the seniors they lost you lose the division two player of the year and eve stevens and then in your first year you're trying to get things going with one senior. They did have quite a few returners coming back as well, but Stacy Weisner, I would say she has managed very well in her first season, even though it's been probably a roller coaster of a ride for her. Um, it'll be a very interesting year. Number two come uh, next year for Stacy Weisner and the UAA volleyball team, I think. Well, I think you're right. And, you know, uh, it really takes a coach two or three years to, you know, put a stamp on her own program and, you know, uh, recruiting such a big part of college sports, uh, any sport you talk about. And uh, I like what they've done lately in terms of recruiting uh, local athletes. But, um, you know, there's so much that is changing in recruiting, especially with the portals. So kind of gives you an opportunity to kind of elevate your team in a hurry if you can, you know, make those good, uh, recruiting decisions. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Stacy Meisner is able to do in terms of the offseason recruiting and who they're able to add and bring in for next year's uh, next year's squad. So that kind of gets you caught up on UAA volleyball. Uh, mentioned their last match coming up this Thursday, seven o'clock, the Alaska Airlines Center. UAA hockey was also in action this past weekend. They took on Robert Morris. Um, they won the first match or the first game, I should say. This past Friday against Robert Morris, three to two. The second game on Saturday, it finished in a two-two tie. Robert Morris would actually go on to win in a shootout, uh, two to one in the shootout. So the Sea Wolves, who actually had, uh, they trailed two to one at the end of the first period, had to come back, scored a goal in the third, uh, third period to tie it up and send it into an overtime to try to potentially pick up a another point, but unable to. But the Sea Wolves. I guess you could call it somewhat of a split on the weekend for 
UAA hockey. Brett Bammer scoring a goal on Saturday night, uh, and along with uh, Adam Tisdale as well. So Bammer and Tisdale with the two goals for UAA hockey um, on Saturday in that split in that overtime game against Robert Morris. The Seawolves hockey team coming up. They are going to go on the road. They get to go experience a little bit warmer weather, guys. They get to go down to Tempe, Arizona. Who all wants to go to Tempe? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. sign me up. Sign me up. Do they have snow? Uh, no, not that I know of. Then I'm th- then I'm there. So yeah, we've yes, been there before, to- Isaiah. We have, we have. Funny story about that trip too. Some that'll be for a future podcast. Oh, I well, think I- we should almost tell it right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll say one thing, uh, Keaton, uh, you know much more about hockey than us, but uh, Isaiah and I, uh, we heard, uh, we've heard about Robert Norris. Uh, we hear he's pretty good. Well, Robert oh, Morris? Yeah. Oh, you're I saying mean, he's a team. I thought Robert yeah, Morris he, well, was maybe I mean, one guy. Yeah, well, it's a guy, but it's also a university. I mean, oh. so, I mean, they have multiple guys. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's named after Robert Morris. I mean, I was so, like Craig where High School with that there for a second, Brian. I was like, what? It's like it's like <laughs> Craig High School. Yeah, he oh, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not gonna fair. lie, that is fair. Little, I was a little confused there for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the Robert Robert Morris, uh, you know, Colonials. So. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's one it's one guy, but it represents multiple people. Yeah, I get I it now. It's confusing, but yeah. Is this a Seinfeld episode? I feel like this is a it Seinfeld. Sure, it sure feels like it. Sure. Yeah. Feels like okay. It. Well, definitely. I mean, Seinfeld's the greatest show ever. So I mean, yeah, he's yeah. he's an inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, he sure is. He so, was angry that day, well, my friend. Well. uh <laughs> They the Seawolves will get to go on the road and take on Arizona State in uh, Tempe coming up in their next next road match. So, um, and the Seawolves are not back at home until December the first when they re pick up the Alaska Airlines Governors Cup when they take on UAF for a couple of a uh, couple of games at the Avis Alaska Sports Complex, December 1st and 2nd. So the Seawolves' next four games on the road at Arizona State, and then they go to Madison, Wisconsin, to take on the University of Wisconsin. So those will be a couple of tough road games for the UA hockey team coming up. Then um, girls' basketball, obviously they got their season underway, women's basketball season uh, three games in prior to the Great Alaska Shootout. We'll touch on the shootout here coming up in a little bit more in depth, but uh, the women's basketball team um, got off to a little bit, I guess, I don't know if you want to say a shaky start, but they lost their first game in heartbreaking fashion to Pacific University, uh, 76-75. Seawolves actually had a lead in the very waning moments of that game. Seawolves committed a foul um, that sent Pacific University to the free throw line. They knocked down two free throws with four seconds remaining to take a 76-75 lead. Uh, UAA lost their first game of the regular season uh, to Pacific, but then they were able to bounce back against a couple of West region opponents, Hawaii Pacific and Hawaii Hilo. Seawolves got the luxury of going to Hawaii and at least experienced a little bit of warm, warm weather, but also experienced a couple of wins. They won against Hawaii Pacific 66, 48. 
And then also 78-50 over Hawaii Hilo. So the Seawolves riding a two-game winning streak coming into the Great Alaska Shootout uh, this weekend. And again, we'll touch on that here more in just a moment. The UAA men's basketball team, well, they are staying undefeated as they went, I guess you could call it, on the road. They went up to Fairbanks to take on a couple of Hawaii opponents, oddly enough, in the Alaska-Hawaii Challenge. The Seawolves this week taking down Chaminade and Hawaii Pacific. Seawolves winning 77-72 over Chaminade and then 65-50 over Hawaii Pacific. UAA men's basketball team also in action this weekend. They play Friday and Saturday against NAIA opponent uh, UC Merced at the Alaska Airlines Center, at the Alaska Airlines Center, excuse me, uh, November 17th. Um, on Friday, they play at 6 p.m. And then on Saturday, prior to the start of the Great Alaska Shootout, they play at 2 p.m. So um, both the men's and women's basketball teams um, starting the season off in the right direction here, guys. Sure sounds well, I like that. Uh, yeah, excuse me, Isaiah, but that Pacific team, you know, D1, good team to be that competitive on the road. That's uh, almost a victory. And, you know, uh, Alaskans like Hawaii. And now that uh, it appears that UA basketball women uh, own Hawaii, they, they won Hawaii. So, you know, that's a good sign. Well, you should tune into the interview. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Eh, we might be able to squeak it in toward here on this podcast, but if not, we will get it up, get it uploaded um, here in the next day or so with Ryan, Ryan McCarthy. He talks about Hawaii. He, he was tempted to stay in Hawaii after they won those two games and he heard about all the snow. Um, so you should uh, tune in here. His answer is quite, quite a funny answer uh, about potentially changing his ticket. So after picking up those two wins. It's very tempting. Anytime you get two wins in Hawaii and then you get to go to the beach, why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, wouldn't have to try real hard to keep me there, that's for sure. Yeah, Tempe well, maybe we, and Hawaii. Good location. I think, maybe, I think they are good locations. I think maybe we should try to uh, do a podcast you know, from one of those locations. That would be an ideal scenario, I think. That could be the idea of the week, uh, but also <laughs> impressed with UAA men. Um, you know, one thing with both those teams, they, they welcome a lot of new players, and it's not easy to get, uh, you know, to help, have a team gel. I think Coach Osborne had that experience last year, and it seems like Coach McCarthy is able to incorporate new players so um, get out and watch those games. Yeah, you mentioned the new players that are coming into both squads. It is interesting to see how well, how quickly, if you have followed UAA basketball early this season, how well they have, as you mentioned, gelled. Because usually you throw a whole bunch of new players into the system. It doesn't work that quickly. But for both the men's and women's basketball teams, for whatever reason, they have bought in, and it has worked very nicely with the the new additions and the handful of returners that each team has had coming back into this season. So um, going forward, it's going to be fun to see what happens with both men's and women's basketball. But the talk well, of the town this week – well, go ahead, Isaiah. Or, uh, well, I, Brad, I was just thinking, um, you know, both uh, Coach McCarthy and, and Coach Osborne, they, 
they run a they run a lot of things. You know, they have a lot of things going on offense. Uh, McCarthy has mayhem. I mean, it's just not the easiest systems to learn. You'd think, you know, they'd have to kind of simplify their system, but I'm amazed at how much they can run with uh, such little time to prepare. No, it is impressive, and I think it's just a testament to not only their coaching style, but also uh, the players that they recruit and bring in and the buy-in that they get from from those players that come and uh, want to be a part of the, the program. But um, moving forward here, going into this weekend, obviously a lot of eyes and ears are focused on the Great Alaska Shootout. You guys have seen shootouts uh, all over um, the last few years, not just few years, but since it's probably has started. Um, give me a shootout memory for each of you guys, something that really sticks out, whether it's from the men's side or the women's side, something that you remember about the Great Alaska Shootout. Isaiah, go ahead. I got one, though, but go ahead. Well, I would say, I mean, there's there's quite a few that's – you know, it's hard to narrow it down to one, but I, you know, just thinking about, you know, in college, I love the great Alaska shootout, but I went down to Iowa to a small university down there and every Thanksgiving we'd, me and my brother, we'd go and visit our grandma cause she wasn't very far away. And so those memories, of course, the time changed from Iowa to Alaska, it's three hours. Those games were on ESPN and, you know, my grandma and grandpa wouldn't stay up that late, even though wasn't super late for us obviously but she would always make a bunch of turkey sandwiches and have extra pumpkin pie around and we'd sit there and watch the shootout on on tv and you know seeing seeing trajan langdon the cincinnati uh the duke cincinnati game on tv was just that's a memory that i won't that i won't forget that was pretty impressive and just the fun me and my brother had watching it and seeing how many people in the stands we could see that we knew and all that. It was just a, it was just a great time. And I'd, I'd say, you know, over the course of uh, so many years, we did a lot of games on radio. We did even one game on Fox TV and got to work with uh, Hall of Famers, Kelly Thompson and Bob Barger. That was incredible. But I'm going to have to piggyback on what Isaiah said that, uh, Cincinnati Duke game, just a, a classic uh, championship game. I know ESPN had the foresight to hire me just to track trades and shots. That was, you know, my job because he was a returning Alaskan and there was a lot of stories to be told then. But, you know, Cincinnati won on the last second shot. It's one of the classic plays, you know, at all levels where the big guy, the five-man breaks up from the free throw line and, you know, uses his size to catch the ball. And then uh, the opposite uh, wing kind of, he's got the choice of, you know, popping back to shoot a long shot, but he went back door and uh, just uh, made a layup just about as time expired and just took the air out of uh, Sullivan arena at the time. And uh, just would have been a classic game anywhere on earth, but uh, probably one of the most memorable shootout games we've ever seen yep. yeah that's definitely probably when people think of the great alaska shootout that might be one of the first 
games that people think out that think of, I should say. Uh, what year was was that? Ninety nine, ninety eight, somewhere somewhere in that time frame. Does that sound right? Yeah, I don't do years very well, but you know, another thing we can talk about is just great players, Dwayne Wade and Vince oh, Carter, sure. and um, you can go up and down the list. Uh, it's just uh, you know, it seemed like Dwayne Wade really basically was discovered, you know, by most of America at the great Alaska shootout. Yep. Yeah. When he came up here with Marquette. Yeah. There's no doubt. Well, uh, I think this uh, girls tournament is going to be unbelievable. And you know, one of the, first of all, coach McCarthy did a great job, you know, scheduling Utah first. Cause I, I think that'll be one of the most well attended basketball games we've ever seen. Alyssa Peely draws even more of the, local crowd and you know you can't always go to utah or stanford or ucla to watch your play but you can watch her at the alaska airline or um although there's not necessarily the most accurate record she's considered the highest scoring uh player I mean, you don't want to miss that game uh, scheduled for Saturday night. No, that is a that's going to be probably one of the most anticipated games uh, all year, if not the most anticipated game. Just the fact that UAA taking on a Division One opponent, and then the fact that you know you throw in Alyssa Peely, a former uh, player for Diamond High School, and the the reverence she brings to um not only you know to basketball but also just to alaska in general there's going to be a very large crowd i anticipate on uh on saturday night that's for sure but um how in the world and you know i'm sure you guys have seen bits and pieces what is uaa going to do with Alyssa peely like serious she's how do you stop her brad like you, you've seen her play in high school. You've seen her probably play college games when she was at USC to start before transferring to Utah, and then she transfers to Utah and just does more awesome things than she did at USC. I mean, what what is UAA going to try to maybe try to do to slow down Alyssa Peely? You think? You know, I don't know if I have an answer for that. And uh, this week uh, they played Utah played Baylor, and they came up on the short end, eighty four. 77, but Alyssa Peely scored 22 points. Um, so, and she did it with nine of 11 shooting. Now, whoever, whoever heard of that kind of shooting and to top it all off, she was three for six from three point line. So they run a lot of good stuff to get her open inside. But if they, if you play off her, she can score from outside. So, uh, she's really got an all around game and, um, and Utah, they got all five starters from a team that won the regular Pac-12 season last year. They got a couple new players out of the portal. Um, they're, I know their their guards can really shoot it, so they're they're a well-rounded team. And uh, you know, people I think who go to the game will later in the season be going, yeah, you know, I saw that Utah team, and they're gonna, you know, they're they're ranked fourth in the country. 
And the Pac-12 has, I think, five teams in the top ten. Stanford is usually high as number six. I think SC is uh, actually the fifth team. And then uh, UCLA in there. So it's a loaded Pac-12. And um, I, I can guarantee it won't be this loaded next year. Yeah, there, I think there isn't going to be a Pac-12. Right. <laughs> not, not so much. <laughs> well, there might be a couple of teams, you know, Washington State. Yeah, uh, Oregon know, State. Kind of Oregon State, you know, the former two-team two conference. But um, Looking yeah, forward so, to that. I, mean, I know uh, a couple of former Diamond teachers have been selected as hosts for the UAA team, and I think uh, that would be a good trivia question, Isaiah. It would be a good trivia question. But, uh, it's one we even know the answer to. I think the better trivia question is, uh, and we should put, we should have like a poll. What color tie is Ryan McCarthy going to wear for game number one of the Great Alaska Shootout? Or no tie at all? I think he's a suit guy. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but, you know, he's a suit guy. He really takes pride in his dress shirts and ties and whatnot. So I think throw it up on the poll, Isaiah, if we if yeah, we have I'll one of those. Working, I'll get working on the poll. I can understand where he's coming from. I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you look good. You play good. You play good. They pay good. So right. uh, my recommendation <laughs> is the suit just uh, – Based on the Wasilla example, they dressed up, you know, Coach McCarthy, it's only going to do better. Maybe it'll distract the Utah team. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. That is a possibility. We'll get, uh, we'll get, we'll connect Ryan with Katie, see if they can uh, work on their tailor. Take some notes. Maybe I should so, get a, maybe I should get a bedazzled suit coat for the next ASWA State tournament or March Madness. How about that? Let's see. You should do the the uh, selection show in that, Isaiah. Hey, Isaiah, I got an assignment for you this week. That <laughs> is uh, Alaska sports talk um, with more downloads every week. It would seem uh, a shortcoming if we didn't have our our press passes all set up. Uh, you know, I mean, Keaton's got a pretty good seat just with his connections, but, uh, you know, I haven't paid for a game in a long time, so, you know, I'm, I'm all for you, uh, well, chasing down that press pass. I'll see what I can, I'll see what I can do. Keaton may have a better in with the yeah. UA media people than I do. You know, I, I like my space down there though, guys. Like I really do. I don't want to get too crowded. Uh, I mean, I I enjoy your guys' company, enjoy talking, you know, but, you know, I I need some elbow room. I got to lay out my papers and all that kind of stuff, you know. Hey, Keaton, I hate to spoil your parade, man, but uh, the Great Alaska Shootout, anybody who's media who, or quote unquote, thinks they're media is going to be looking for a seat. You might not have as much elbow room as you're used to. (laughs) Dang it. Well, you know, one thing uh, I want you guys to know that there's one thing I really don't care about, and that is who gives me my media pass. I just want to have a media pass. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. fair. 
Well, just to give you guys an idea of how good Utah is this year, I know that, Brad, you touched on the game against Baylor, which they lost 77 to 84. But prior to that, they have been blowing the doors off people. And now, granted, these are not, you know, upper echelon college basketball teams. But uh, in terms of like a GNAC opponent, so UAA competes in the GNAC conference, obviously. Uh, Utah played an exhibition game against the GNAC opponent. You guys know who? I don't. Um, Any wild guesses? Okay. All right. They played Northwest Nazarene. Anybody want to take a guess as to what the score of the game between Utah and Northwest Nazarene was? A lot. I think it was a... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I have no a idea. A lot to a little is a, is a great answer. It was okay. a 125 to 38 game. No wow. way. 125 gonna... to 38. I was going to say 50, but. Now, it's an exhibition <laughs> game. I mean, but come on. I mean, this is just trying to put it in comparison of a GNAC opponent that UAA will play two times later this year. But, I mean, Alyssa Peely in 20 minutes of action in that game, six of eight from the field, 19 points, four of four from the free throw line, three of four from behind the arc. Um, but obviously she wasn't the only player that couldn't be stopped. Uh, Isabel Palmer also had 19 points for, for Utah. Uh, Reese Ross had 25 points on 11 of 19 shooting. So, I mean, I know Ryan McCarthy probably knows in terms of watching the tape, the undertaking that his team is getting into, um, when they take on Utah on Saturday night, but that's just kind of like for you fans out there, like, Oh, Utah's good. Oh, Utah against another Division II opponent looked really, really good. <laughs> they're they're really good. Well, I don't know. I just, in my own mind, I was just thinking Utah people were friendlier than that. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, I mean, in their last three games prior to losing to Baylor, right, uh, they put up 108 points against South Carolina State. They put up 104 against Mississippi Valley State, then the 125 against Northwest Nazarene. They put up 96 in their uh, first exhibition game of the year against Colorado State Pueblo. So, obviously, we know they can score some points. Um, UAA has to find a way defensively, which they are known for. If you follow UAA women's basketball, they are known for their defense. So, maybe Ryan McCarthy has drawn up, up his sleeve to try to slow the Utes down a little bit. going to have to I be think, uh Gonna have to be if old. they hold, if they hold them under a hundred, they'll be uh, considered to move <laughs> up to to D one. There you go. That could be a possibility. Could be. Um, so we know that Utah's coming up for the Great Alaska Shootout. Other couple of good mid major teams also um, coming up as well. Eastern Kentucky and Alabama Birmingham, both teams. By the way, to start the year, they are undefeated. Eastern Kentucky comes in with a three and zero record. So they just come came off a win um, against Northern Kentucky. Uh, they actually do, I should say, they play one more game prior to the Great Alaska Shootout. They play the Evansville Aces um, tomorrow, actually. So trying to keep their record undefeated is Eastern Kentucky. But UAB will have an undefeated record coming into the Great Alaska Shootout. They're coming off of a win against Western Carolina, 81-56. So the other two teams in this tournament, um, also some fun teams to watch, teams in which they can put up quite a few points as well as 
Uh, UAB put up 81 points against Western Carolina uh, in their previous game. So, you know, we focus on Utah. That's the big game. But, you know, Eastern Car- or Eastern Kentucky and Alabama-Birmingham guys, those aren't teams to sleep on either. No, it's a good field. It's a really solid, solid field. I think when UA competes, even against a mid-major, any D1 win is uh, kind of special. And we've seen it over the years, certainly from the UA women. So looking forward to those games as well. Seawolves actually trying to win three consecutive shootout titles. you got to remember, they won what was thought to be the very last shootout back in 2017 against Tulsa. And then Ryan McCarthy and the UAA Athletic uh, Administration kind of revived it, got this idea of moving uh, a few years ago and had the shootout held last year, UAA winning against LaSalle. So the Seawolves have won the last two Great Alaska shootout titles. This year, oof, they're going to have the work cut out for them. It's going to be tough to try to win three in a row, but it can't be done. Seawolves have done it in the past, actually. Did it in the late 2000s. Uh, you guys might remember the name uh, Rebecca Kapinski. Does that name ring a bell, uh, bell for you guys? Yeah, very much. Good post yeah, player. So, yeah, low post player. Fantastic. Seawolves won three great Alaska shootouts with Rebecca Kapinski, um, part of that team um, in the well, late 2000s. Pete, and I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, Coach McCarthy and his approach and the things that you got to talk to him about during your in- interview. Yeah, no, that that was a great interview. It's a fun time to sit down with uh, Ryan McCarthy. I don't know if we'll get the chance to add it towards the end of this episode of the podcast, but um, be sure you check out Alaska Sports Talk. We will have that interview uploaded with Ryan McCarthy uh, later this week prior to the start of the shootout, but it was a great chance to sit with him, talk about the shootout, uh, get his feelings on how this UAA women's basketball team is going to look uh, moving forward into this year. Uh, Also get a chance to um, get his feelings on the GNAC as well. A couple of teams that stand out in his mind. So it's a, uh, it's a good, good chat to start the year for, uh, for the basketball season. And uh, be sure you check out Alaska sports talk, wherever you follow the podcast. And you can check out that interview with Ryan McCarthy uh, coming up later on in the week. Well, it's been so uh, many uh, yeah. good pe- people that have joined us. Isaiah. Um, I know you've been keeping a close eye and and doing a good job putting uh, Alaska Sports Talk places that it needs to be, and more and more people are finding us, and we we're appreciative of that. Very much so. No, it's it's uh, it is uh, trending in the right direction, fellas. We are we are moving up. I think we're the only sports talk podcast in Alaska. Does that sound right? Can we say that? That That is true. We are the only ones. We are all over the place in the United States and in Alaska and even in Romania still. Ah, oh, I forgot about Romania. Yep, we're still number one in Romania. All right. All right. I like that. Fantastic. The one person that's listening in in Romania. Keep it up. Spread it around to your other Romanian friends. Let's do and it. And they can talk more intelligently, intelligently on Alaska sports than anybody else in Romania. Did you butcher the word intelligently on purpose? Yes. 
Yes, I did. Just... Does everyone believe me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Sure, sure. All right. So in terms of sports plans for you guys this weekend, what is the one sporting event out of everything uh, that's going on that you guys plan on trying to get to? Go. Well, my wife has told me there's no way we're missing Alyssa Feely. And so uh, that's certainly at the top of our list. But uh, I think UA Volleyball Senior Night um, is going to be special as well. That's true. Remember Thursday night, UA Volleyball taking on UAF in a rivalry game to end their season. So that is a big one. Isaiah, any plans to try to get out there and check out some local sports action? Well, I plan on trying to get to the Great Alaska Shootout on Sunday, but on Saturday, just so happens that uh, you guys are going to have to talk about the Utah-UAA game because I will not be there, unfortunately. I am running or helping run the All-State Music Festival, so I will not be in attendance on Saturday, but I'm hoping on Sunday. Okay. All right. No, I like that. Um Give us your favorite piece of music, Isaiah. Like, is there a is there a composer even that you uh, like to listen to? Wow, you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> huh. Yeah, if this was my brother Zach. Now he would be able to give you a whole litany of things. Um, hey, Beethoven. Uh, Beethoven is good. Yeah. Um, there's a few I can't I don't know the the composer for the some of the sound the movie soundtracks that I enjoy and that I actually speaking of which played at the 3A 4A volleyball state championship championship games or championship matches um John Williams is good Star Wars Oh yeah yeah yep um okay yeah, well, I'll go with John Williams right now. All right, no, that, that I no. mean John Williams not only Star solid Wars, choice. But it's a solid choice. So many, so many movies. Like he did the Home Alone series. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. Indiana, yeah, he's all over the map. So it's awesome. You know, uh, Keaton. I don't know if you knew this, but Isaiah was the DJ for uh, state tournament volleyball and. You know, sometimes I'm critical of his choices, but uh, he really hit it close to 100%. And I don't <laughs> know if that was his daughter advising him or just why it happened, but yeah, rarely was there a disagreement. Uh, the Neil Diamond was a big hit. You know, every team's playing games and they'd be dancing, you know, doing the bump, bump, bump. I mean, it was really <laughs> good. I'll tell you what, if you ever DJ a volleyball tournament, here is a tip. Just play Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. You could you could just even play it on repeat. And lose. Every volleyball team I have ever seen, ever, in 13 years of doing state tournaments for volleyball, they always dance to it. Without fail, all the time. It just That is the by far the most popular. And then, obviously, YMCA. Mm -hmm. You know, all those different kind of crowd stuff. But I was really happy. Audrey, my daughter, did help me do some DJ. And I think we found a new cam 
for the Jumbotron and Keaton and Brad, you guys are going to have to let me know if they do it during the Utah UAA game. I am proud to say that it's going to be the baby shark cam. We started that. Mm. Yeah. Just kind of decided to do, we saw a lot of kids in the stand. So I thought, you know, let's play baby shark. And I know the parents would try to pull their hair out while the kids started doing all the, the uh, motions and, it was awesome. It was great. People had a great time with Baby Shark. Maybe that's the one that Brad was critical of, but that, yeah. maybe that's the only one. Yeah, well, what's it called? Cotton Eye Joe? Cotton Eye Joe. Okay, well, and you're saying it wasn't just the Valley teams? No, every team. Yeah, okay. Every team. Well, Keaton, I do have a, a favorite song since I've retired. You might be familiar yeah. with it. Okay. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drums all day. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum. Yep. No, look I got that up because okay. when you're retired, it's it's a theme song. Uh, I think uh, I have a long way to go until uh, retirement. So I'll put that way yeah. in the far reaches, I, I think, unless I somehow hit the lottery. But I, re I recommend it. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of lottery, we hit the lottery, Brad, with our sponsors. They're sponsoring our program. I think we should uh, give our fantastic sponsors a, a shout out here toward, as we get ready to wrap things up here. Yeah. Roger Briley and Associates, uh, our top sponsors. Also, Partouche Plumbing. And uh, I hate to say it, well, it worked out well because they had to fix our boilers. So we don't need to sleep under foam blankets. Also, Guido's, hardly a week goes by before we stop over there, and uh, they stay open till 2 a.m. Also, Alaska Sausage and Seafood, I said thank you to my uh, leg maker by sending a package from there. The bike shop, always uh, with the great sales here at the end of the summer, and Zay and I are renewing our membership at the Alaska Club, because um, I guess if you see us, you can see how strong we are. Super strong. Thanks to all those sponsors. Well, we're certainly glad to have all those sponsors uh, on board with the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Uh, gentlemen, any final thoughts before we, we sign it off? Isaiah, I'll start with you. Nope, just looking forward to hearing reports from the Great Alaska Shootout this uh, coming weekend. And, uh, Stay tuned for some uh, more podcasts. I know the Ryan McCarthy interview later this week, but also next week, starting next week into Thanksgiving and then the week after Thanksgiving, some conference previews for the 3A and 4A level for high school basketball. Well, Brad, what about you, final thoughts? What I'm thinking is, uh, you know, a lot of great sports this weekend. There's a lot of, for uh, some weeks that aren't quite as, as full as this one. And I'm thinking too, that with all the snow we've had, um, I think a lot of the activities haven't been able to take place. And one of those is high school hockey. I would imagine that they've been a little light on practice. And I hope that doesn't affect the, you know, them as they get into their season, but you know, it's just, uh, you know, snow's fun for a while, but, uh, give us a break. Hey, yeah, you know, but we, we, we do live in Alaska. I mean, we live in a climate where 
we should we should know what to expect, I guess, though, too. Snow what? does happen. I more. would agree. What's that? Snow does happen in Alaska. It does. It does. Generally, oh. generally, that's a thing. One more inch, and we break the all-time November record. Well, I think we're going to get there. We'll get there. It's uh, only I the 14th. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that's those, definitely going to be in the cards. Those aren't the records I want to be talking about on the Alaska sports. <laughs> well, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. We'll have to save those for a, a later time and perhaps another show as well. Well, gentlemen, I want to leave you with one final thought. Remember, uh, attendance matters. So attending this podcast and listening to it uh, definitely matters. So uh, I'm glad that you guys were able to be in attendance today, you know, for the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. Um, for Brad Lowers, for Isaiah Vreeman, I'm Keaton Homer. Don't forget, later in the week, the interview with Ryan McCarthy will drop on the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. So wherever you get your podcasts, you can tune in to the Ryan McCarthy interview. It's a great sit-down interview with Coach McCarthy. Uh, he'll get you all caught up on everything with the Alaska shootout. Great Alaska shootout and also UAA women's basketball as well. Gentlemen, it's been fun. Until next week, good night here from Anchorage.